Good afternoon, you beautiful people. It is 2020, January 1st. Hard to believe it is finally here. Well, it's, uh, I guess we've been waiting for this for a while. It's, uh, it's election year. It's going to be crazy. So buckle up your seatbelts. Woo, woo, woo. Ding, 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 ding. Bound to be a very eventful 2020 election year. But lucky for you, I'm not going to go there during this episode. <laughs> and we'll be lucky if we ever go there, because we all know that uh, religion and and politics is just not somewhere that you really want to go too far with. Anyway, um, yeah, so I'm hoping you guys had a great Christmas and a, and a happy New Year's. It's been a, been a great one uh, for us and the family and just kind of hanging out and, and enjoying it and just enjoying it. Life is good. Um, so yeah, let's jump right into it. We've got an interesting story today. Um, so, uh, this comes from the early 19th century and I thought it was quite interesting. Um, it says an ivory dildo from the 19th century was sold in an auction. And I thought that was awesome because it, it, uh, let me know that even the ladies know how to get, get down back in the day. Uh, we haven't just all gone to shit here recently. Like, it's been that way for a while, you know? So, hey, give us a break. You know, humans. Point for humans. All right. In August, a peculiar item went up for auction. A dildo made entirely out of ivory from the Victorian era. Who, you might ask, would bid on such the object? The answer in this case was a sex toy connoisseur. Before its sale in 2019, the ivory dildo had caught the eye of sex entrepreneur Shauna Scott. She was finally able to get her hands on the Victorian dildo after winning it for $680 at an auction in Ireland. The dildo was put up by Matthew's auction room and was described as... Oh, <clears throat> get this, guys. Let's see if I can do this for you. Described as an antique carved ivory lady's companion set in... Oh, wait. In scarlet lined with leather upholstered carry box with inset beveled glass panel. I don't know, that was kind of sloppy, but heck, you guys get the point. <laughs> Auctioneers estimated that the dildo was carved from the tusk of an elephant sometime between 1899 and 1901 in China. Wait, that's like two years. That's, that's like, two, how do they, how do they know that that was carved and it's got the date on it? Well, heck, I don't know. I haven't seen it, I guess. But, well, that's pretty specific there. But it's not specific because it says, eh, between these things. But they might have been in production. Who knows? Production, I doubt it. All right, moving right along. So how did this pleasure toy get all the way to Ireland? Oh, yeah, because that's where the um, auction was, I guess. Uh, so experts believe that it was likely to be brought back by a wealthy Anglo-Irish fisherman after a trip abroad as a gift to his wife. Around the same time the Irish famine had begun. Oh, that... Wait. Around the same time the Irish famine had begun. Well, that's that's kind of messed up. You know, you think about it. Here's this guy. He's, uh, he's bringing back his wife home big Irish tusk card dildos. And everybody else around him can't even get a loaf of bread, man. That's, that's pretty hardcore right there. I mean, that must have been one lucky lady right there. I'll tell you what, here she is getting getting some awesome presents, man. She's probably looking out her window and and the and the lady's out and she's wearing her, her dirty dress and the whole poor family is like all skinny and, and, and bad looking and there she is like waving at him out the window with this big ass big ass sex toy. I mean, good night. You can only imagine 
what what that was like during the famine. Come on. Man, minus one point for humanity. All right, moving right along. There was so much going on in that time period. Yeah, no shit. Waving Irish dildos. Uh, people were literally starving to death. And meanwhile, someone was bringing, uh, bringing this home <laughs> for their spouse. Yeah, no kidding. Scott had spotted the Victorian sex toy when it was first auctioned off in April 2017. But she lost it to a private collector. And it goes on to say to something about some uh, interesting things about the private, private, you know, collector and all that, all that kind of stuff. So uh, it was just a fun story I thought I'd share with you guys. Kind of came along, kind of came along about it here. Here's another one, just moving right along. <laughs> And in other news, two Amish men were caught drinking while driving a horse and buggy and blasting music. Whoa. Now there's something you don't see every day. Two Amish guys going down the road. We've all seen them before. The black buggy, uh, the big orange sign on the back. Uh, peaceful people, you know, just like you would always give them the benefit of the doubt. You know, they're always... The, the, the ones who actually have their heads on, you know, in society, it would seem for the most part, as a whole in society, as different societies as being separated, their society seems to be a lot more uh, calm, if you will. But here we got two guys coming to Sin City uh, to get some alcohol, it looks like. Have a good time. Let's read about it. What do you guys think about that? Hey, today I've got April engaged with me and uh, we're just kind of. Uh, just kind of kicking it here on, on New Year's Day, enjoying ourselves, and uh, yeah, doing a podcast. So they're here with me today, and they're going to be giving their their opinions on all this non nonsense here. So yeah, what do you think about that? Two Amish people, what would you do if you saw two, if you were going down the road? It's one o'clock in the morning. I guess we should read the story. Uh, say hi, by the way. Hi. Good evening. All right. So imagine this, guys. You're you're we're driving down the road. We're coming home from somewhere. Say we're we're coming home late from I don't know Chris and Katie's house. It's one o'clock in the morning, and and you come. We're coming up on Amish people, which is weird to begin with because they're out at one in the morning, and you hear this noise, and it's like, man, I love that song. What is that? You know, and you and coming you, from their buggy, <laughs> and it's coming from their buggy, and you can't possibly imagine that it's coming from the buggy. But lo and behold there they are jamming the heck out so let's go ahead and read the story and see what we think uh we'll see what we can discover here That's um, against the religion. yeah well i mean it's it's crazy let's find out yeah i don't know i've always thought they're pretty like you know straight laced let's find out uh, drinking and driving should never go hand in hand even if you're drinking uh driving a horse and buggy yeah i can i can attest not that not drinking and driving that's that's just bad news for everybody but a horse and buggy even well it makes sense if you're on a public road. In September, two Amish men were busted doing just that with a 12-pack of Michelob Ultra while driving their buggy, tricked out with a stereo system and blasting music. Officers from the Trumbull County Sheriff's Department in, in Ohio made the discovery during a routine traffic stop around 1 a.m. When Deputy, when Deputy Eric Hermsdorfer, well, that's an interesting name, asked the two men to pull their buggy over, on Donnelly and Manhattan Parker Roads in northern Bloomfield, the unidentified men leapt off the buggy and disappeared into the woods. Oh, man. Boy, these guys, 
that's how you know they're Amish. They're like, they're gone, man. They're not even sticking around. I mean, <laughs> I think they got away. They're not even in the system. No, no, no. They, they don't. I mean, they didn't even find them. Uh, the horse, meanwhile, continued to trot down the road until it was stopped by local police. <laughs> During an inspection of the buggy, authorities found several open bottles of alcohol beside the, beside the sound system. The vehicle was then towed and the police kept the horse until its owner could claim it. But nobody came forward. <laughs> Imagine that. <laughs> the guy gets home. Uh, the two guys get home, right? They, they, they go to the elder or their dad. Or I'm, I watch it pre Jebediah and Obadiah because everybody's name ends with Dyer, right? All the guys' name was Dyer. So Obadiah, Jebediah, Jeremiah, I don't know. You, you take your pick. So one of yeah, those guys, two of those guys, they get home and, and, uh, you know, Pa goes out to strap the horses out to, to go plow or something. He's like, Jebediah. Uh, Where's old bitch at? Well, I don't know, Pa. I don't. I got, I got no clue. Well, wake your brother up and go ask him where, where, where the Betsy at. Okay, Pa. And he goes, wakes up. I don't know which one, Jeremiah, Obadiah, Jeremiah. Jeremiah. Wake up, Jeremiah. Hey, Jeb. Dad's awake. He knows about the horse, but we gonna tell him. Oh, oh shit. Uh, it's just we don't know nothing. We don't know nothing. Okay, oh, I'm gonna stick to my story. You stick to yours. Okay, all right. That's what we're gonna do. We, we, okay. And so they go down there, and and the and I could just imagine Paul's like, "Hey, uh, Jeremiah, where, where, where's old Betsy at?" Well, I don't know, Paul. Well, she was there last night. I got no clue. And uh, and to the poor old Paul, you could imagine he's just so beside himself. Because somebody's, I, I would imagine he would think someone stole his horse at this point. So, I mean, he's just out of horse. Poor guy. That's just, it's crazy. And the whole time the horse is at the police station, like, what the hell is going on here? Where's my my nice green pastures and all my oats and beer? Good night. And he's in this cement police factory or whatever. Anyways, or, or station. All right. So, and no one came forward. No one came forward. No one loved the horse enough. So that's how you know they must have stole someone's horse and not told them because if uh, they would have had someone get the horse, I don't know, I would imagine. But anyways, maybe they have so many they don't care. Uh, it says, while the Amish community doesn't at large forbid its members for consuming alcohol, many of its sects do. Though it has not been confirmed which of the sect the two men belong to, Perhaps their a quick escape indicated as much. It is still unclear who the men were and what they were doing on their joyride. Regardless of the sect they came from, drinking while driving is illegal, even if it's on a horseback. And members of the Amish community have received DUIs for such behavior before. Wow, man, these guys got a history. What do you think about that? It's crazy. You got to watch out for these guys. So, you know, if... If you see uh, Amish going down the road and it's past five or six o'clock, you, you better you better watch out. They might be swerving that horse. <laughs> oh man, that's like that. What's that song? I got my horses in the back. He's at the bar, I guess. I don't Old know. Town road. There you yeah. go, Old Town Old Road. Town road. Oh, dude, these these though. these Amish guys are going down to the Old Time Road, and they're not telling Paul uh, or their poor wives. Oh, what are they gonna think? Uh, let's see. Uh, let's see. In April, a 21-year-old Ohioan ran a stop sign and subsequently admitted he drank 10 beers beforehand. Boy, what an honest guy, huh? This Amish, they're so so honest. 
there she was getting dildos. Everyone else is starving. Well, that's going to give me nightmares tonight. All right, we'll try to move on. All right, scientists taught rats to drive tiny rat-sized cars. Now I was like, no way. But sure enough, there's actually a picture here. Like, this rat's driving this little car. And I thought it was kind of interesting how they do this. I mean, I mean, I mean, they do all kinds of stuff on rats, you know? You've heard all kinds of stories. It's, it's obviously true. They're, they're pretty smart, but yet you can get away with doing a heck of a lot to these little guys. Anyways. Yeah, so... Uh, da, 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 and this happened in 2019. A group of scientists built tiny cars out of plastic food containers and taught rats how to drive them. The experiment was meant to explore how behavior affects our mental capabilities, but also proved to be hilarious. Yeah, no kidding. These little guys trying to drive a car. Like, where were they going anyway? It's like, and there's like a picture of two of them here. So like, how do they figure out where they're going they get in the car they're like all right buddy hey uh there's there's some food over there like how are we gonna get there like hey stop turning left i've gotta go right oh oh my god you hit the wall again damn it that's gotta be interesting and they say there's it was funny so let's move on i mean it's gotta have been funny they built this container out of out of plastic food containers and yeah it's clear here so they can see the little buggers inside all the all the taught rats uh and, and taught the rats how to drive Uh, The experiment was meant to explore how behavior affects our mental capabilities, but also proved to be hilarious. Wait, it's meant to explore how behavior affects our mental capabilities. Okay. Okay, so maybe if they can improve their behavior faculties, then their mental capabilities might improve as well. I don't know. Let's see. Previous research involving animal subjects had only begun... Only just been able to understand a small part of how cognitive skills in animals work. So research, researchers from the University of Richmond, Virginia, want to take things a step further. They wanted to figure out if animals like rats were able to be taught how to do complex tasks like driving a vehicle. To do this, the researchers needed to build special tiny cars for the rats, which they did with transparent plastic containers. Well, yeah, we made. So these small cars were equipped with aluminum floors and its own tiny wheels. Oh, that's cute. Little tiny wheels. Well, of course. Uh, the steering wheel. Now, that's what my question was. What, how would they turn this thing? How, how would they turn this? Uh, let's see. It says here, was made out of three copper bars. Three copper bars. Okay. When the rat stood on the car's aluminum floor and held onto the bars, they would ignite the electrical charge that made the car move. Okay. The rats were even taught to steer the car in different directions by touching different bars to propel the vehicle vehicle in various directions. The scientists used Fruit Loop cereal pieces as a reward to motivate the rats to drive the car toward different spots on the driving arena. Well, hell yeah, man. You can motivate me with some Fruit Loops. I'll tell you what, I love Fruit Loops. If you don't like Fruit Loops, there's something wrong with you, by the way. I'm just saying. Fruit Loops are the shit. Alright, moving right along. Lucky the animals' surprising uh, driving skills were captured on video. Now, that's what I would like to see. I would like to see this actually going down. I might try to look that up later, and and maybe I'll I'll see if I can get back on here and post a link if you're interested. Just leave me a comment. Let me know if you want to see that. Uh, They learned to navigate the car in unique ways and engage in in steering patterns they had never used to eventually arrive at the reward. 
The study, co-authors Kelly Lambert said, the rat's driving capabilities showed neuroplasticity, which refers to their ability to respond and adapt to changes. The researchers tested out, uh, out 17 rats, 6 females, and 11 males. Besides being a hilarious to watch, studying the rat's driving capabilities revealed how quickly they can pick up new behaviors. The researchers also found that some of the rats actually enjoyed driving and felt a sense of accomplishment similar to how humans feel when they've completed a task. Well, you know, that makes sense. You'd always feel better after you, you know, finish something and get a reward. You know, you, you get a nice fruit loop in your mouth and you eat that fruit loop and now you're all happy. And yeah, of course, I would imagine they were probably on a sugar high. That's probably why they had a sense of accomplishment. Like, Heck yeah, they got a sugar rush. Uh, that's great. That's wonderful. Anyways, guys, that's about all we got for today. We'll uh, we'll definitely keep you updated. I'll try to post at least something every day, although maybe short. I uh, just wanted to pop on today and wish everyone a, a happy new year. And uh, wish the best of luck to you guys. And uh, yeah, until tomorrow, you guys have a great day. Hey there, you're listening to News Through Different Views with Johnny Boy. Happy New Year, everyone. Woo! Yeah! Woohoo! Party! Uh, uh, uh.